everyone, I'm Kendria. I need you to go like, follow, and subscribe. Soul Productions. What's up everyone? And this is Next Level Thinking. What's up everyone? It's another episode of Next Level Thinking where we always bring you inspired guests to take it to the next level. It's your host Chris Holmes as always. And today I have a special guest by the name of... Lord Lodho. What's up guys? How's everyone doing? So he came with the energy. So let's go hit the ground running and tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I think of myself as a transformational entertainer, one who's going to entertain you but give you a little message as well. So that is Loloho, as well as a travel blogger. I love to travel. I started out in travel and vlogging around any countries that I go to. So it's still in there, but transformational entertainment is to the front line. Yeah, so he's basically pulling a rock car. He's going to finesse you with the energy, get your rock rolling. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> that makes you all like, what? <laughs> what? What did he say? And he was doing what with it? <laughs> I think that the impact. All right, so start off with that. I like how you use the word transformation. So when you think of transformation, what is, comes to mind? Let's go a little bit more deeper into the whole. So the, my business is launching with Lore, and our mission is to change mindsets and elevate vision of self. So okay. when you're elevating your vision of self, you, you think of yourself at a higher level and you're conducting yourself and such. So that's transformational for me. And I like that. It's like um, as you grow, you keep um, bringing yourself into a higher level. It's like you're not just settling. You keep it constant, yourself constantly growing. Uh, when it comes to growth and things like that into your life, um, how important is it for you to keep learning and keep going? Because, you know, a lot of times we're in a lot of microwave society. Everybody wants to quit and then like, okay, I'm good. But it seems like you have the energy to like keep constantly growing and finding ways to better yourself. Absolutely, because if you're not growing, you're, you're stagnant. You're not doing anything. The whole purpose of being on this earth, well, the reason why you're on this earth is you're paying rent to serve. So you serving on this earth is your rent for being here. So if you're not motivating yourself to do more or to become more, then what's the point of being here? Are you really living life? And that's what, I, <laughs> right, that's what I challenge people to do. Question that. Are you really living life? Are you living to what it is that you want to do? And if you're not, then you just need to take a step back, think about what it is that you believe you want to do, and then go for it. And even if you don't know what you want to do, as long as you're in something, then you're actually moving forward. But you can't do anything if you're not doing something. Yeah, it's all about the execution because it, we can have the biggest dreams in the world, you know, because the sky's the limit. But if you don't put the action behind it, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, okay, exactly. So um, when it comes to executing, um, what is something that really drives you going? Because you know in life you're going to have the ups and downs because, you know, life happens. And a lot of times when life hits, you know, people get kind of shooken up and stop. But what keeps you driving every day? What's that passion, that burn? What keeps me going? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a go-getter. You know, I, mean, I grew up with again. So it was either I do it myself or you don't have it. So okay. that's always my driving force because no one actually pushed me to go and get the things that I got. I was just a check. So if I didn't do it, it didn't matter regardless. So it was up to me. So because I have that upbringing, that's what continues to push me forward. And then dealing with my mental health issues as well. I deal with agoraphobia and panic disorder. 
Mm-hmm. At the age of 23, I spent about two years trapped in my house, unable to leave or do anything. And this was right after I got graduated college. So that was like another stepping stone that told me that, hey, look, you're faced with something else. You can get passes as well. And those were like my stepping stones to continue pushing me. Nothing is as worse as a child not growing up with their parents and not knowing anything. And then even going to being disabled and you can't do anything for yourself, you know? So dealing with those two things and everything else is just light work. Oh, you said light work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my <laughs> So I want to go a little bit more in depth into that because I feel like that's something like uh, people can relate to because when you face like an adversity, uh, kind of previously, but we're going a little bit more in depth. Like when you were in that kind of mindset, you know, you just, I guess you were kind of feeling like, okay, what's next? Like there's no escape from this, but you, you gradually got yourself and pulled yourself out. So what was the process of getting yourself out of that mindset and to get to the point where you are today? Well, it definitely was stepping stones that you had to take. I always knew deep down inside of me that I was going to come out of it. The best way to explain it is, have you ever seen the movie Get Out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So when he was in the sunken place, when he was sitting in that chair. Oh, she look for cups going, now. <laughs> right. Okay. He's going deep into the, that's exactly how psychosis is because I was underneath a psychosis. And when you're underneath that, it's like an out-of-body experience. You see what's going on, but you don't necessarily have control over it. So I think that was like the best representation I've ever seen because I'm just like, holy crap, that is exactly what I was going through. (laughs) And when you're in that point, still deep down inside of you, you know where you want to go. And I just kept on telling myself, you know what, we're going to get back to it. Yes, it's a process. We can't leave this house right now. We're terrified of going into the world. We're terrified of this person. But some way, somehow, I just knew that I was going to come back despite what the doctors thought, despite what the doctors told my parents, despite what they told my siblings. Deep down inside of me, I knew some way, somehow, I was going to get through it. And I just continued just to push forward. Yep, and that's all you got to do. And go get it. You already have a go get it mentality and things like yeah. that. <laughs> so uh, I want to kind of go back into the origin of everything. So where did this person all come from? You know, because we all have a, a place and background where we came from. And, you know, people love a story. You know, a little bit of Les Brown effect. <laughs> like, tell the audience so they can fully get a round picture of who you are. How did it come about? Yeah. <sighs> I guess it's, it stemmed from my mother, I would say. She's dark-skinned. Well, there's, there's eight siblings. Okay. I am the darkest out of all the eight. And one of the things that my mom, this is my, my birth mom, will always tell me is that you are a beautiful chocolate baby. And okay. the moment that she told me that, I kept that into my thought process. Like, like that's mine. <laughs> right. You are a beautiful chocolate baby. So when people ask me and they ask, what's your, you know, like your, your skin complexion, I always make sure that they know it's not dark-skinned. It's chocolate. Uh, Okay. It's chocolate. Okay. (laughs) You got to finesse it a bit. It's not like that. Chocolate. (laughs) So from her telling me that, that gave me the boost that I needed for as far as like self-esteem and the things that I want to go through. And the fact that she told me that I was beautiful started everything so you can't tell me anything you know can't I know tell I'm me looking. nothing right okay, I, I got the <laughs> you see what's going you know so come on yeah and that's what set the foundation for me to continue on my journey of being a go-getter once she brought once she got us back from foster care and it just continued to boom from there and yeah 
Awesome, awesome. And uh, I like how you like told everything because a lot of times, especially now, it's uh, really self-esteem and then, you know, insecurities that be going on out today, but you pretty much saying like, oh, I'm chocolate. <laughs> and you okay. got to have that confidence in uh, today's world because things are going to happen uh, back and forth. Uh, but I want to throw this question at you. Um, the importance of knowing your self-worth as you go through this journey, because I feel like um, through this journey, people start looking towards like other people's opinions and feel the, and lose actually who they are. So um, tell you honest a little bit about knowing your self-worth and just trusting the process. Cause I know that's one of our key words in this one yes. as you go along in the, in the journey. Trusting the process is, ooh, <laughs> a lot, it's a lot there for that one, but self-worth, I'll go to self-worth first. It's self-worth is most important because if you don't know who you are as a person, you will fall for anything. And that, that saying, it's, it's there. It's, it's how it goes back to even in Spanish. Como dice el, el dicho. It's how the old saying goes, you know? Gotcha. You will fall for anything. So you have to believe in yourself that you are worth it and, and everything else that comes with that. And I always tell people, if you don't believe that, or I can tell that you don't believe that by how you describe yourself. And the first thing I usually ask people is, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Because the first thing I see when I look in the mirror is a beautiful chocolate man who is well-made. <laughs> okay? Chocolate, okay? <laughs> so once you tell me how you see yourself, that kind of tells me what your self-worth is because you are the best thing since sliced bread. And I don't care who's walking next to you. It doesn't matter if you a star on a TV, baby. We bleed the same. We the same. And you ain't no better than me. And once you have that mentality, then you can go and accomplish anything because nothing is stopping you. So it's all about what you see here and how you feel on here. And as far as trusting the process, let me tell you. <laughs> he was like, been, he was about to get deep. So trials and tribulations. And I can remember one point speaking to a therapist and I'm telling him some of the things that I've been through in my youth and I'm seeing the expression on his face and I'm just like, do you need a moment? Because I know this is a lot. I know this is a lot. You know, mm -hmm. you need a moment. We can end this session and we can start next week. And like, do a part not two. The <laughs> right. Not the therapist. You know, you just say, oh, this is all that we have for right now. Nah. And I'm just, you know, so you have to trust the process. And that's one of the things that I learned growing up in foster care. I didn't necessarily choose that hand that was given to me, but I played that hand to the best of my ability and kept on pushing through. Same thing with the mental health. Play the hand to the best of the ability. What I learned from going through with agoraphobia and panic disorder is that God places certain things in your path to slow you down for a reason. And I feel like during that time, I was missing something. And then that's why he slowed me down. Because I went from graduating college in three years at the age of 21 to having a nice car, to a beautiful apartment, to <laughs> right. traveling around the world. I actually had a business then too. So I was doing a lot of things and I think God needed to slow me down so I didn't necessarily hit a wall mm -hmm. so that I would appreciate some of these things because I was accumulating it so fast that I was thankful, I was thankful but did I necessarily have the gratitude because I was always focused on the next accomplishment. Whereas after the fact, not making the money that I used to make, I've done so much more because I learned how to work in it. So you have to trust the process. 
and it's a beautiful thing to process and I'm thankful. That's one of the things that I say about every day. Thank you for this journey. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. And that's what it's all about is living a journey and just like living it throughout because every little stepping stone is like something new that you can learn, gain, and then along with that, teach to others. Right. Correct. Correct. You got to, got to pass it down. You know, there's eight of us. And I always say that me being on this platform isn't just for me, it's for my siblings as well. Because if I can open a door for you for your destiny, well, baby, get in the door. Go in it, you know? We together. So, yeah. yeah. I just go through it, bust through it. There's a door there and you can get through it, get through it. If not, baby, make a hole and kick the thing down. Get in there. <laughs> Dig into it. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I said that, kind of made me um, think of something because a lot of times when we see opportunities, a lot of times we're kind of like, kind of gradually open the door, trying to peek and like, is this for me? Are you sure? But you may only, as sometimes, only have one shot. So instead of just being kind of cautious, go through it. So like, how do you feel about that? Like when opportunities arise, like go at it all in and, and not being so hesitant. If an opportunity presents itself, take it by the horns and go for it. Regardless of the fact, if something is for you, it's going to be for you regardless. And it doesn't matter what path that you take to get there because all paths always align with each other if that's for you, whatever you say your destiny is. So take it for what it is. Uh, it's an experience. It's a lesson within it. Take that lesson. Take that class because you don't want to repeat that class. It's going to be twice as hard. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I always say, never repeat a lesson, learn what it is, take it, go for it, but take the opportunity and see where it goes. And if you can finesse it to how you want it to be, okay. then you just do that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, with all this theme, got the energy going and the journey, the process and step of faith, but I want to hear on something else um, very important. And that is attacking, <clears throat> excuse me, attacking fear head on. Because, you know, along this journey, you're going to have times where it's like, should I do it? And then that's when the fear and the thoughts, and I like how you were going about earlier about your perspective is everything. So um, the importance of attacking fear head on, just going through it, tell the audience what you feel about that. When fear starts to bite you in the tail, because it does, and that bite is hard, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, the self-reflective moment is like, advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're swimming in the ocean and that shark is coming for you, baby. It hurts. I would say accept the fear for what it is. Fear comes over to you. You know, you listen to it. Hey, thank you. I appreciate what you had to say, but I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. You see, because you can't run away from fear. Fear is something that's built within you. It's something innate. And you have to accept it for what it is, but you don't have to listen to it. So you take it into consideration, thank you, because it's not going to let you go without hearing it. It's, it's not. You know, if you decide you're going to start this business, well, no, you can't do that. You don't have enough customers. Mm -mm, that's not going to work. You know, you're going to have all that. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. I accept what you have to say, but I'm going to do this. And I think once you resist what the fear is and not actually listen to it, then that's when you start to fight it. And you don't want to be in the battle with it. Just accept it for what it is and keep pushing it through. And that's what tends to work for me, even on this journey in becoming a speaker. So many things going through my head. You know, who's going to listen to you? 
oh, you don't have that energy. Yeah, nobody trying to hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay, your followers ain't there. You know, no. Thank you for what you got to say, but I'm gonna continue pushing forward. If I only got two followers, well, baby, those are the best two followers. <laughs> we gonna ride together. <laughs> okay. I remember when I started my YouTube channel, and I only had like ten people, and they were the best ten people, 10 people. I've ever had. Loyal. Yeah. <laughs> it continues to multiply. So, accept it for what it is. Thank you. And keep pushing. You know I'm at to borrow that from you. <laughs> I'm gonna probably make a video like um when somebody's spirit comes along, it's like, I don't think this is a good idea, Chris. And I'm gonna come on the other side. Thank you. I consider it, but I'm gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And when you start to accept it for that, man, you can do anything. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look, that's the same thing when you listen to friends or family members, because you always ask people's opinions. And I'm starting to get to a point where now I'm just like, why did I ask you for your opinion? I know I'm not gonna listen to what you say, but, but you just you. want a slight <laughs> input, but you just thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna go do this. Yeah. Right. So, nice. Exactly. So we're gonna uh, wrap it up, but I want you to go a little bit more in depth because I can see the energy, the story, the guideline much more. Uh, tell the audience a little bit more of the speaking thing you got going on. So my uh, speaking right now is insane. Where, where where should I start off with? Okay, how did I start this journey? Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so what how speaking came about was I was always an entertainer, like I said, transformational entertainer is mm -hmm. what I came up with. But I always knew that I was entertainer. I was supposed to be on stage. But I couldn't sing, you know. I I feel like on the <laughs> inside I can sing because you catch me on the train in New York City, baby. I'm lip syncing for my life. Okay, oh, <laughs> right. Okay, if you know Drag Race, you get the term. No problem. That's me. And you're gonna be like, damn, that boy can really sing. Hey, <laughs> nothing coming out my mouth. Nothing. At all. <laughs> so I knew I couldn't sing. So I was like, okay, great. So you have dancing. Now, I'm a great dancer, but I don't follow steps well. You have these steps going. And I'm just like, no, I like to do it this way. So I knew that couldn't work. So the next best thing was speaking. I always knew that I could present. I did well with it in college. I knew that people like to listen to me. They're pretty much entertained by the things that I say or the messages that I come up with. So I said, you know what? Speaking is for me. And then I decided that Les Brown was going to be one of my mentors. He didn't know it. I knew it. So I wrote him an email twice a day for six months on how he was going to train me, what my story is, the things that I'm going to do, and all these things, and putting this energy into it. One day he came to New Jersey for a, um, for a speech or what have you that he was doing in New Jersey with somebody else. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to there. I was fearful of it because still traveling on trains and buses and stuff still flares mm -hmm. up my anxiety. Sometimes that go forward, we can get the best of you, but you have to push through and continue going forward. So I ended up sitting in the first row. My brother, my eldest brother was with me as well as my cousins. And sitting in the first row, he grabbed the mic, he shared a little bit of our story. And then we ended up taking a picture with Les Brown. I spoke a couple of minutes with Les Brown. He ended up asking me to come to a dinner in Florida. And then I stayed for a training. And then from there, it kind of just kept on going and unraveling. And he ended up becoming my mentor and then starting this journey. And mind you, this was all like less than a year. And it was insane. When you focus on what you want, and you put that energy to it, it actually starts it. So my message behind speaking is speaking on mental health, as well as teaching uh, children and adults how to overcome foster care. The mental health aspect of it is extremely important because if, if everything is not good up here, 
nothing else is going to be good. So it does start up here and teaching people to understand that as well as the overcoming aspect of it to not be upset with your parents or the system. Mm -hmm. It is their fault, but it's not their fault. You know, you're still an individual. You still can choose your own path no matter what hand was dealt to you. So don't be angered. Don't be bittered about the process. Just accept it for what it is and know that it's going to get better. It's going to be beautiful because you are an individual and you can choose your own path. Love it, love it, love it. And I also like how you hit on just owning it. You're like, nope, you're going to be my mentor. It's <laughs> just grabbing by the horns and things like that. Look, just it all the way. <laughs> I've always been that person. Even when I decided I was going to work for Starbucks, I was like 16 years old and I got hired on the spot. <laughs> and the manager was like, yes, you got it. And I'm like, okay, great. She was like, you know what? I'm going to call you back and I'm going to let you know your schedule. A day passed, no schedule. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Manager? <laughs> All right. Yes. I was calling to see if you have a schedule right now. No? No? Okay, great. No problem. Click. <laughs> Next day. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was calling to find out if you if you had a schedule. No, sir. Okay, click. Next day. <laughs> hey, how you doing? This is Lord. How are you? Yeah, I was calling to find Is this Lord? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, look. We don't have a schedule for you, but you know what the uniform is. Just come in. We'll figure it out. Because oh, no okay. I already decided that job was for me. You gave it to me and you're going to hire me and not give me a schedule? No, no, no. I, no, no, no. That's not how it's going to work. <laughs> so you're going to figure it out, but we're going to do it together. And that's exactly what it is. So that's what I always tell people. You love it, it, love it. Love the energy. All right. So as we uh, wrap everything up, tell the audience where they can find you, social media and all that. So as far as social media, you can find me at Launching With Law. That is everything across the board. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. What are the other sites? Uh, Snapchat? Snapchat <laughs> on there. Yeah. You can find me. Launching With Law is everything. Even my website. Even if you go to my website, it's launchingwithlaw.com. You can find anything about me as far as speaking and my whole social media, launchingwithlaw.com. Awesome, awesome. So with that said, we're going to close it up. It's your host, Chris Holmes, as always, bringing guests to help you take it to the next level. And I have my special guest by the name of... Law, baby! Awesome. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with your friends so we can keep that energy going and get the message to the nation. All right, peace and much love. Okay.